You are listening to the Apex Nutrition Podcast on Mountain Bike Radio. Hey there, welcome back to a new episode of the Apex Nutrition Podcast. I am Ben and with me is Kelly. Hi Kelly. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. It's a mid-morning, we're, we're sunny day, looks good. Sunny. Huh. Sunny, it is. <laughs> I'm in North Dakota at the moment, it's about 40 degrees, it was snowing yesterday morning, so... Is it snowing there yet? Did you get snow? It has been. We have been getting snow. We, um, we've had about two weeks of rain slash snow, depending on what time of the day it is, okay. like waking up to snow. But um, starting yesterday, we have some sunshine. Things melted off. It's Yeah, it's like, gotcha. it looks like fall again for the time being. Gotcha. And then it'll look like winter again. Yeah, you're up in the mountains in Colorado now, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's different. So, different world. Oh, we're about to get this awesome like weather station at our house, like a real station with the thing that you know, the wind speed thing. I don't know if you've seen those, like the Accurite things. Because, you, you know, uh, in these sort of places, you kind of geek out on the weather. I think anywhere you could geek out on the weather. Gotcha. It's kind of fun. But, yeah, I'm excited. Gotcha. So I'll give you real updates someday. Cool. Well, this episode <laughs> is going to be called Getting Ripped with Kelly. That's right. And well, I let her discuss that. But, you know, I just thought you should get uh, – you should become one of the underground weather stations. So yeah, if you well, go to Wonderground, like Wonderground.com. Wonder 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 yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And you'll be one of the stations on there. So then I can put you in my alerts and like just have it on, you know, like one of the one of my favorites on Wonderground. It'll yeah. be, it'll be like Kelly's awesome. awesome weather station. <laughs> well, can I like judge the weather of the day by whether or not it's a good day to get ripped or not? Like <laughs> good weather for getting ripped. Yeah, whatever. I'm yeah. whatever works. At okay. the end of the day, whatever works. So, okay. Um, before we get started, though, I just want to say that the, or th- this is more of a for every person, right? Like, is this yeah, like we're a um, both? Okay. Yeah, we're heading we're- towards doing a few more about you know not like so much mountain bike racing, and you know there'll still be a few of those you know here. We'll, we'll still keep it, yeah. that in the mix, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, we want to talk about some nutrition and overall health and wellness just kind of for the everyday mountain biker out there who just wants to be healthy. Too. Yeah. And, and be healthy and, uh, which leads to long-term just being able to get on the bike in a lot of cases. Yeah. Being healthy, being yeah. youthful, feeling good, getting out there, recovering well, yeah. all that still, but maybe yep. not so intense. Yep. Um, yeah. So this one, uh, and you know, it's kind of, it's tongue in cheek getting ripped because you got to know that I'm like five foot zero and I'm, <laughs> Are you 100 I'm a small person. I'm a hundred pounds. When I'm ripped, I'm like 105. <laughs> ah. Um, but the, the whole thing, and I won't bore everyone with my knee update too much, but basically I'm, you know, I'm about seven months post-op now on my ACL surgery. And, um, it's been an interesting ride in that. I might've alluded to this with the last update. Everything for me now is about my quad getting back to normal or as close as it probably will never be back to normal all the way. Um, from what I've read, I try not to read that too much cause it's sad, but my, um, my quad on my affected leg, the whole okay. key now is to getting it as strong, as close to strong as my non-affected leg or how it used to be as possible, um, to reduce the recurrence of injury or mm-hmm. injury to other parts of the knee. Cause really your knee is just there, right? And you know, you can make tendons and ligaments stronger when they're healing, but once they're there, you don't really, build those up too much, then it's yeah. all about the muscles around them supporting your knee. And um, it's it's crazy. Like I would have never known about this, but the uh, 
just the muscle degradation and what you lose in a surgery like this, it's just crazy. And it's not just from inactivity. It's from your nerves kind of disconnecting initially from the injury and then from the surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, And like no contraction. Like it's not just like sitting around what muscles you'd lose, let's say, if you went off season two months. This is like all of a sudden at the nerve level, things don't fire. And all of a sudden your muscle just shrinks. It's it's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So um so that's where I am. And that's why I'm trying to get ripped <laughs> gotcha. in this one just one quad. <laughs> gotcha. Um and okay. Yeah. So in before we uh soldier on with that, I just want to do a quick reminder that the last episode uh, we talked about something that changed your life. So if you haven't yeah. listened to the previous episode of the Apex Nutrition Podcast, look down in the show notes, and I will have a link there. Yeah. Sounds Something good. that changed your life. Something that changed my life, like on a daily basis, is changing my life. Yes. And right. before I lose anyone on this, it's not just about muscle growth. A lot of this is about me trying to reduce soreness and um, and recover well after yeah. workouts. And so that mm-hmm. kind of applies to everyone. A lot of my clients, anyway, on in the off-season – also switch things up and um, do a little bit more weightlifting and resistance training. Um, and so this goes right into that. I kind of, as I've been going through this, I started to dive into the research behind different things that alleviate soreness, but also don't attenuate recovery. Because it turns out those two things are kind of um, come to a head together. So we're going to go through a few different things on how to keep your muscles feeling good, um, reducing soreness and recovering well, as far as muscles adapting and getting stronger and and moving forward that way. Awesome. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So first of all, I'll just get this out of the way. While I'm, um, while I'm trying to build this muscle, I am doing things like, you know, eating a high protein diet, eating a balanced diet. We're not going to dive into all of that for muscle growth. You know, you need to have more calories, you, extra calories in. It's good if a lot of them are protein based. I'm also doing gelatin and collagen, trying to build up my tendons while they're healing. So that's all there. We're not going to Which talk we've about talked about that. that. We've talked about that right. in a different episode too. Yep. The one thing I haven't started and I'm considering is actually um, adding something like creatine um, to. Oh boy, to you're getting, muscle. you're just getting jacked. <laughs> That's why we're getting ripped with Kelly. You know, I have um, different clients who've used it in an endurance sense, and they do, they do gain muscle weight. Some of it is water weight. Um, I don't know. I think it might be just an interesting experiment for me since I've worked with people doing it um, to see what happens. One thing, though, is it tends to work better in men than it does in women. So I'm not I'm kind of on the fence. I haven't decided if I want to go that route. Money wise, I'm already spending money on all kinds of different things here, um, but also health wise and and kind of figuring out if it's a good thing. So maybe we'll talk about that at some point. Um, But for now. The things we are going to talk about is turmeric and ginger versus NSAIDs. Um, and I'm only going to touch base, touch on those a bit because we've talked about them before. But when I've talked about them, I've gotten emails and some different um, things. And I love getting these. Um, but where people have said, you know, you don't want to go completely anti-inflammatory. The inflammation in your body is, is something needed for healing. And things like NSAIDs, non-steroidal, anti-inflammatory, you know, that um, like ibuprofen actually inhibit your muscle growth and your healing. So we're going to talk about what happens with turmeric and ginger versus those. Um, talk a little bit about L- L-glutamine. Um, and then we're going to dive into some things that aren't really nutrition, like hot and cold showers or ice immersion. Immersion, not immersion, um, immersion. Um, rolling and massage. And then also yoga. So and how these affect um, soreness and then also how they affect muscle recovery and growth. So um, are you still doing yoga? 
Friends? Yes. And actually the last, um, so I put on an event last weekend and not sure when this will air, but I put on a trail running weekend and I was yeah. good up until then. And that just kills everything. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> so I'll be doing some today. Uh, but my goal was to just do two to three days a week, um, to get back into it, like 20 minutes yeah. a time, just to like get back into it. Cause I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm kind of getting nervous. I'm like hitting my midlife crisis kind of thing where I'm just, <laughs> it's not a crisis. It's just that I'm nervous uh, that if I don't do everything I can to maintain and get better, that I'm just going to be a, mm-hmm. a pile of shit in like five years. Yeah, so I'm going to be a pile of my, arthritis if I don't. So. Yeah, I mean, just in, <laughs> well, exactly. Arthritis. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yep. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right, so let's talk about first um, turmeric and ginger versus NSAIDs. So from the onset of my um, of my surgery, I was told that I couldn't use ibuprofen for like the first six weeks, and it was interesting because you know, first I had the uh, I had a pain relief thing that was a nerve block during the surgery that lasted twenty four hours, and then I was on um, Percocet for and Tylenol, where you can alternate those. Um, but I was able to get off of them within two days after that. I, I definitely needed them that second day. Like, really, I wish I could have taken more um, because that day was bad. But then I was able to get off of them. So it was interesting to me, you know, in pre-op, they tell me no ibuprofen for at least, at least six weeks, um, but not really why. So I decided to look into it. Um, and then I wanted to also make sure that turmeric and ginger weren't attenuating any healing or, or causing any problems there. So it turns out that um, that NSAIDs, can actually decrease bone formation and fusions of like the ligament and tendon fusing back to the bone. They oh, found damn. this in spine, yeah, in spine fusions and um, rotator cuff surgery. They haven't as much clinically or in research seen it with ACLs, but it just really hasn't been studied. So it's kind of like theoretically, wow, if it's mm-hmm. causing these problems in spine fusions and your shoulder, it probably could cause these problems in your knee too. Yeah, that's it's just, bad. And so it's, yeah, it's, and the crazy part is, is I was really happy that my surgeon um, or the surgeon surgical team told me this because online there's all kinds of like, yeah, use you know ibuprofen for for pain after the first mm-hmm. seventy two hours. It's still out there, um, so that's a bummer because I you know you've just got this time of healing that you never get back. And depending on what information you've had, so for anyone who's been injured or you know if it's MCL, which is something that can heal itself, just knowing these things that you, if you're wanting your tendons and your bones to fuse together and you know do well, maybe you want to skip the NSAIDs. Um, so on the other hand, turmeric and ginger somehow they work completely different than this. In studies, there's actually been improved tendon and ligament healing with turmeric. Um, and a lot, some of these have been in rats, but some of them have also been in humans. But they found that it improves tendon healing in rats. It accelerates nerve injury repair. So again, whenever you know, whenever you have a major injury, nerves actually stop firing. I kind of think that you know, nerves in my leg probably stopped firing because my body wanted me to stop using my knee in order to not injure. I, I don't know. Maybe that's not right. But for whatever reason, your nerves stop firing in your quad when your knee when you when you um have a tendon issue like this. So um, curcumin, which is the main component in turmeric, um, actually improves nerve injury healing. Um, another thing is NSAIDs can um, really screw up the um, the gut mucosa. So kind of how your um, 
your whole gut works. Curcumin heals this even after NSAIDs have caused these problems. Um, curcumin also can improve bone regrowth and kind of like your bones are constantly regrowing even in um, a healthy person who hasn't had an injury, but it improves bone regrowth in general. So it's just interesting, like all these things that NSAIDs kind of cause problems for curcumin and turmeric, not only do they increase or decrease inflammation, but they do it in in a different way that promotes healing at the same time. And then ginger, on the other hand, doesn't attenuate healing, but it also reduces pain and, um, and arthritis. So those are the two I've leaned on. Like I said, from 72 hours on, I've been able to just go with those. Um, I've, whenever I do something, like I've started trail running again, and that one does. Biking, it doesn't really cause um, any pain in my knee. It causes more soreness in my graft area and my quad, um, mm-hmm. which is fine because I, I think of that as like, okay, yeah, I'm pushing these muscles and they're going to grow. Um, but running specifically does still cause some pain in my knee. And so whenever I increase turmeric and ginger on those days within 20, you know, within 12 hours, by the time I wake up the next morning, it's much better. So I know that they're helping me with pain. And then the fact that they're not attenuating healing is awesome to me. Cause that's the last thing I want to do. So yeah. that's the first thing that, you know, to look at if you are um, sore or, you know, and even just recovery after normal workouts when you're sore, the whole point of, you know, pushing yourself when you work out, right. Is whether it's strength training or biking is that you're stressing your muscles. So then they, uh, during recovery and rest, they adapt to that and they grow and you become stronger mm-hmm. right during all the course of a season. So turmeric and ginger are two things you can use to decrease um, any, inflammation or soreness, but that don't get in the way of your muscles adapting and healing. Um, the next nutritional thing that I'll talk about is L-glutamine. And again, we've talked about this because it's part of my normal recovery. But just to let listeners know that in studies, this shows decreased soreness and increased recovery, meaning adaptation of muscles. And one of the things that's specific about L-glutamine as an amino acid is that it is um it is just so concentrated in our skeletal muscles and then also in our guts. So it can improve digestion and gut health and then also skeletal muscle um, recovery and healing. So that's a good thing to um, include in recovery. I usually add, I I use now L-glutamine, which is a powder. I'll tell you that um, sometimes I'll have clients who really don't want to use a powder because it's kind of a pain in the butt because you have to add it to something, whereas a pill you can just swallow. But I have not found amino acid pills that have enough in them without them just being horse pills or clients having to take like 10. So all this takes is like a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of this powder. And it's pretty much flavorless. It doesn't cause any problems in whatever drink you're drinking. Some of my clients even take it in water and it can really help. Um, it's an amino, it's, it's an interesting amino acid because amino acids are classified as those that are essential in our diets and those that our bodies can make by breaking down proteins. L-glutamine specifically becomes essential in the diet of athletes, but it's considered a non-essential amino acid in the general population. So our bodies can make enough in general unless you're an athlete in which your skeletal muscle just like sucks it up and uses it and needs more, and then it becomes essential in the diet. Of course, you get it from any animal product, but the amounts that make a difference in this sort of recovery and um, and healing and decrease in soreness are best um consumed with it with a supplement in my opinion so so there are those two and that's basically all for nutrition so um going on so i started looking into do you do ever um 
like cold showers or contrast no. showers where you're using hot and cold or any sort of ice immersion, anything no. like that? No, I, like I like to be in a nice warm shower. You like comfort? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You know what I like during the day? You know what I like during the day? I like to like? do a hard workout and come back and take a nice hot shower and I like a cup yeah. of coffee with a little bit of sugar in it. You know what? With your fuzzy slippers on? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Damn it. If I have fuzzy slippers, then I'm going to wear them. But I, there's a couple of things I like. You know what? If that sugar every day, that little bit of sugar I put in my coffee every day and that caffeine and that hot shower are going like, yeah. to reduce my life by, let's say, two years at the back end. You know what? I'm going to do it. So, no, I haven't okay. purposely taken cold showers. Okay. Well, two things. One, I'm willing to sacrifice a lot, but there's a few things I want. <laughs> if there's anything that gets in the way of getting ripped, it's going to mm. be fuzzy slippers, right? Well, exactly. You're never going to get ripped. That no, way. exactly. Yes. <laughs> Number two is I don't know, and I can't remember where this popped up. Either my Facebook feed or you know whatever, where you get stupid news stories that pop up. Um, I don't know if you saw there was this um, news story about this 102 year old strict vegan. And like, he came out and said how, how much he regrets it, his whole life of being like this strict diet vegan. Not that vegan is the main point, but just being like strict about his diet, how much he regrets it for his whole life. He's like 102. I just thought it was funny that someone came out and said it. Like, I wish I wouldn't have, even if you didn't live that long, yeah. if you'd have just kind of enjoyed life a little bit more, maybe, or not worried about it so much, that that would have been a better way to do it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny. So, okay. Anyway, so... I have had, because I've had to do like isolated, um, I've mostly done small weights and body weights, but like single leg squats, um, you know, trying to isolate this quad and get it going. That was, some people think it's the best um, exercise you can do as far as getting your quad again, post ACL. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And after not using it for so long, um, it was, it was a chore. I used to, you've done my, my in-home workout, the five cycle, like Single leg squats are a part mm -hmm. of that. So I was pretty good at single leg squats, you know, whether they're pistol squats or keeping your leg up. And with my unaffected leg, I can, I can do them. Like this wasn't a new thing for me. But now with this leg, it became really hard. And so soreness became a huge issue for me because also at the same time, I started being able to ride my bike. And once I started being able to do that, you know, now I'm living in Crested Butte, I was hitting the trail as much as I could and enjoying that and really, you know, very inspired to get out there and motivated. So this kind of became a problem for me because those stupid single leg squats were making me so sore. I mean, I was like holding onto the rails, walking down the stairs sore. Um, that it was, it was cramping my style on the bike because my leg was sore. So I started looking into, okay, what do I need to do to kind of improve my recovery? And of course, and, and, and reduce my soreness. And of course, um, ice immersion or cold showers came up. And a lot of people use this, you know, people will talk about sitting in streams after a good ride or doing whatever to decrease soreness. Um, and I'll tell you, I started doing cold showers and not like full cold showers, but just on the leg. <laughs> Cause I like comfort too. I I've always, resisted this. I hate being cold. Um, it works. It definitely reduces soreness. I could tell immediately. So I started re um, researching this a little bit more, and there's a bit of an issue. There's a few studies out there that show that the warmth in your leg that comes with the inflammation and the soreness 
is what is required for the right enzymes to get in there and help you recover and help your muscle grow. So there, See? There I you go. know. I know. So there's a couple See, of- I'm doing it right. <laughs> you are. I'm People being like, lazy and right. I'm being I'm going the comfortable warm, easy right. route and if I'm you right. Could wrap your whole leg in some some fuzzy slipper type thing, you'd be better off. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. yeah, so there's a bummer. And I mean, this is mostly in um like bodybuilding circles and cuz I'm getting ripped. I have the, that's where I'm spending my time online now is the bodybuilding forums. Um but yeah. but still and that those were the type of um you know, it wasn't like they were taking mountain bikers. Rarely in studies do we get exactly who we are. You know, 38-year-old woman post ACL <laughs> went out and did that. No, it's always like, you know, 10, 24-year-old men did strength training, but, but they still showed that muscle growth. And this is like after six weeks or something was, was reduced in the cold, the water immersion group than it was in the control group that just stayed at room temperature. So I was kind of bummed because it was working really well. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's only like two or three studies. So I'm kind of still on the fence about this one. I don't know. So I'd love, if any listener out there knows more about this, um, you know, I reached out to, some great coaches, you know, mountain bike coaches who, who are know all about this. And, you know, I didn't get great. uh, There wasn't anything conclusive that I got back from them. A lot of them still use it like the streams, um, sitting in a stream after a a ride in the summer. So, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't know. And I, I don't know that I'd ever been concerned about this before, you know, as a mountain biker, if it feels good and makes me less sore, then maybe that's a good thing. Um, but at the same time, you're always trying to adapt. Like I said, to whenever you're riding hard, you're trying to adapt and get better and push yourself. Then, then maybe this is an issue. So that one's more of a question out there, but at this point I'm no longer doing the cold shower or the contrast shower. And that's when you, um, reduce the temperature to a cold shower for like three minutes and then go back to hot and then cold then hot. You know, it's kind of like icing, heating, icing, heating. Um, the other interesting thing, because at first some people were like, you know, I doubt your shower gets cold enough to do this, but it's in the studies, it was just 50 degrees. It wasn't like completely frozen, you know, ice water. It was just mm-hmm. 50 degrees. So I would bet you that my shower gets down to 50 degrees. So anyway, mm. that's that one. Yeah. Especially there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's coming right. You have like this. So I picture your, your house there, Crested Butte, like the water flowing off the mountain right down to your porch. And then there's like a pipe that gathers right. it and like goes in your shower. And there's like, you know, those Irish spring commercials where there's like this, like this, ah, oh, yeah. there's like mountains in the background. That's what like your house right. is like to my, in my head. Right there in our yard. And yeah, yeah. it just feeds right. our shower. Right. It, it is true. Like you get right. really cold. It was funny when we were in um, Southern <laughs> California. In August, I was trying to get some cold water out of the tap, and I was like, "Mike, what? Like, what in the world? This isn't getting cold." And he was like, "In Southern California, cold. That's the best you get, you know." And it, there is obviously a difference in how cold your your water yeah. gets. Out oh yeah, because your pipes go through the ground, right. and right. your ground there is constantly cold. Right, even in the summer. So I do get this cold shower. So yeah. anyway, but I yep. don't know if I'm going to get it okay. anymore. I'm going to get the fuzzy slippers instead. All right. Exactly. Next one is um, foam rolling or massage. I don't know. Are you doing, do you do much of this? Not really. No. All right. So this one. (laughs) (laughs) I, like I said, in one of the last episodes, I'm not, I'm not the uh, prime example at the moment because what (laughs) I do with my time is I either ride, run. Right. Right now I spend a decent amount of time building trails is some, some of my workout is just building trail because like I spend like an hour or two digging and moving stuff. So that's that. And then my extra time is yoga. So anything beyond that, it's like, well, 
I know. That's what it is. What it is. Well, and that's what this um, physical therapy has done. It's like cramps my time. You know, I only have like yeah, I want to be exactly. on the bike. I don't yeah. really want to be doing single leg squats. That's not. <laughs> it's not what I want to be doing. Yeah, you know? exactly. But it's what mm-hmm. I have to be doing. Exactly. It's everything squeezes time. I will say this though. You know, I don't. I don't. For all the um, great massage therapists out there who do wonderful things, and I know they do. Like I'm, you know, four kids. You know, I, two I found out I that some people don't like it. Don't like some people massage. don't like massages. Hmm. I've never actually had. I'm one of those people that loves it. If I could do like a a weekly or daily, I'd get it. Yeah. The only time I've had it yeah. is is pretty quick after the surgery. My um physical therapist did it, like a deep tissue massage, and it. Just to break yeah. stuff up because it was getting all scar tissued up and stuff, mm-hmm. and it hurt so bad. Um, but that's a different thing. So that's really been mm-hmm. my only experience with a real massage. Um, but to oh. to to think of like going to an appointment or something that's probably just not going to happen for me. Like you're saying, you wish you could, mm-hmm. but it's probably mm-hmm. not going to happen. So there are um, there is the thought, and and I don't know if there's studies that back this up. I didn't find any, but there's the thought that foam rolling. Especially, I don't know if you've seen these new foam rollers. The last time I bought one, it was just like a piece of foam, you know, around. Mm-hmm. Now there's these ones with yeah. all these like divots and rivets and all this stuff in it. So you get like, to, like digs into your muscle even more, which is crazy to me because foam rolling just hurts anyway. <laughs> so I don't know why yeah. we did all these things, but wow, it, it really digs in there. I just got one. Um, so just like. It's like borderline. It's like borderline. You could get it at the sporting goods store or the adult Toy store. <laughs> I got mine on Amazon. I don't know. Seriously, there's like yeah, yeah. yeah they're crazy looking now. So, anyway. Adamandeve.com. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jeez. We're talking about. But yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of different options. Yeah. What did you get? Which one did Ooh, you get? It has like a crown on the side. I could look. It's orange. Okay. So you should send me. You should send. We should put that in the yeah. show notes just to give people an, kind of an idea. Yeah, and we're talking twenty dollars. We're not talking. I didn't go for like the you know. Yep. And it seems great. It's got some smooth parts and then it's got the ones with divots. Anyway, there are studies okay. that do show that massage just 10 minutes before and after a um a you know hard workout vast like significantly improved recovery and decreased inflammation. And and this was a long term mm. where they showed that recovery, meaning not only did it because a lot of times when we talk about recovery, we're just talking about I anyway, sometimes I'm just talking about the immediate gratification of, of reducing soreness, but now my, you know, my Mm -hmm. horizons have been broadened and I know now that I need to talk about also things that cause problems with your muscle growth and adaptation. So massage reduces the soreness, improves the recovery in, in terms of muscle adaptation and healing. So in a good way, um, and, and it doesn't attenuate any of those things. So, so it's not a problem and it reduces soreness. So I thought for $20 in 10 minutes on both sides, I could probably do this. So I'm starting to do that a lot. And I think um, Linda Wallenfels, I saw something on Facebook from her talking about how much she's foam rolling these days. Um, so she might be someone. To all right. About. You got me. Yeah, if, if she's you doing motivated it, me. Right. That was enough. Push me over the edge. No, I mean, just you talking about I'm, it. I'm good at selling things on Amazon. Apparently. Um, You're very good at selling things. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's that. You're very convincing. Well, you, you, you always back it up with, well, well, there's some research I read. And then if I asked you what research, you'd probably like oh, I have it online regurgitate right the entire thing. Right. I know. Yep. I know. So yep. I'm trying to, oh, cause I, you're good at selling things because you believe in them. I do. And I, and I try them myself, which I think helps. And I, oh, mm-hmm. I, 
One of the things that kills me in the nutrition realm with the internet is just when things get repeated and there's no, you can't actually find the source of like, who said that your cells, you know, turn over every 10 seconds or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whenever you eat apples or something. I, I hate that. And it's just so, it's all over the internet in nutrition and in fitness and, you know, that people just repeat, repeat, repeat things and no one knows where it came from. And, and it's probably a lie to start with or an exaggeration or whatever. So I try not to do that. Um, and it's okay when people call me out when they say, you know, what about this? Let's look at it. So, so that's where we are. Yeah. All right. So the mm-hmm. next one um, is yoga. I tried to find research on, on recovery with yoga, like actual muscle recovery. And I got to say, I couldn't. And there might be some out there. And so if anyone out there, probably someone who practices yoga or teaches yoga might have this research. I'd love to see it. But I'll say, I just, it has helped how I feel, my joints, my muscles, my every everything <laughs> that I'm going to stick with it. Um, as far as time and people who are time strapped like me and are trying to do all these different things, um, I use, and I know you use something else. I use Yoga Studio and it's an app. It was under $5. But it is it is mm-hmm. quite good, and um, the reason I like it is it's very organized. It's it looks nice, it sounds nice, it's relaxing. Some of the classes are five minutes. I usually only have five minutes, maybe maybe ten minutes if I separate it, like five minutes early on in the day, and then five minutes after a workout or whatever. Um, so sometimes I'll take a ten minute one and and divide it in two. There's longer ones, but one of the other cool things um, that you can do on it, it's got like 280 poses or something that are all there for you. You can make classes, so you can go online and see um, like what are what's a great yoga sequence for a mountain biker or for an ACL or for your core or for whatever. And then you can go in and you can make this class yourself and it will put it, it'll stream it like in a, in a class for you. All you did was pick the poses. So, um, it's a really fun one. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I, I know that there's really good other ones, but do yoga with me.com. Yeah. That's the one that you had told me about before. And that one might be, yeah, free. I, I like was that one because it can, yeah, it's free. But if you want to do like, if you want to, um, there's some classes that are pay, okay. so you could do like a monthly thing, yeah. or you can like download things for a cost. So like if you like a certain couple classes, you can download them for like high definition. Like you could just stream them off your or uh, download them to your computer and use them from there. So yeah, yeah mostly free, yeah. and it's very good because you can sort it very well. You know, like time wise, uh, level wise, yeah. Uh, 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 pose wise. So if you want like a, a flow versus like a, like individual uh, poses, or something. like just relaxing. Yeah. yeah re- individual poses. You can do that too. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I really like that site cause there's some, uh, some classes in there that I like cool. a lot. Cool. The, and one of the cool things that I've really gotten out of using yoga, and this is probably more an issue when I run than when I mountain bike is, um, the hips, like kind of, you know, the stretching out of your hips and kind of not, because I, I don't know if you remember, we talked about this. I think it, it was definitely before my injury. So it was last summer. I started having a few issues in my hips. And this was, I think we talked about just that year when you find, when you just start feeling really old, like everything just starts hurting for some reason, things that have never hurt before. And, you know, now you got to figure out ways to deal with that too. Um, but yoga really helped me climb out of a couple issues. And one was with um, tightened up hips. So, um one thing about Yoga Studio, I do like it. The one thing I don't like about it is it's only an app, so you can't stream it online. And so it does take up storage room, and you've got to – you can't just stream the classes. You actually have to download them, all of them, any of them that you yeah, want to use. So that's a problem with me with storage. I'm, 
I'm big on the laptop because you can stick the laptop on like a chair or on the floor or something and you can see kind of see what's going on at the same time so you can follow along. Yeah, that is it. That is a a positive with the other one. And then the other thing. Stuck looking at your phone all the time. I'm just done. (laughs) I I check out. So my kids have um, Kindle Fires um, because they thought they needed iPad, you know, and I tried to. uh, That's a whole different discussion whether your kids should have devices at all or not. But, you know, I'm pretty. Regu- like I, they have to learn at the. They, they have do. to learn like, too at the same right. time. There's great apps for them, and you know, during the summer when I'm trying to yeah. have four kids at home and we're trying to structure our day, you know, yeah, they're help. great babysitter. Right for you know half an hour here or there, it's all right. You shouldn't feel bad. Okay. You, you shouldn't feel Thank bad for that. You. Yeah, but anyway, okay. <laughs> Yoga Studio is Android or iPhone, so I put it on. I put it on one of their fires, and it's hilarious because like they'll run out of storage, and I'm like, sorry, <laughs> you can't download yeah. that game because mommy has like 14 yoga you know, flows going on here. Um, yeah. So anyway, but the other thing I will say about yoga, the one thing I did find, um, and it wasn't like a full-on research study, but something that I did find was that the thought is if you're at 30% or more of your max effort, so if you're fatiguing your muscles while you're doing yoga, then it's not a good recovery. It's a good workout, but not a good recovery. So the ones I tend to do are, you know, like stretching and um, not so much like isolated poses that are hard but isolated poses that stretch and open and, you know, do things like that. So I will say that in, in, yeah. since we're talking about recovery, that is something to put out there. Cause I don't, I won't pretend to be yeah. like an expert on yoga, but I know there's a lot of different ones and some of them are very hard. And some of them are more about, I think the yin ones are more about recovery and stretching. And so that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying yoga in this realm. Gotcha. Uh, I did a good th- two, three years of pretty regular yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, maybe five, six years ago, um, and then just kind of intermittent since then. But I will say from my experience, it's very similar to running, right? When you first start uh, getting into it, the first 10, 15 minutes, it's going to be really hard. You're going to be really sore. You're going to be like, man, this sucks if it's always like this. Mm-hmm. But it's not always like that. After you've done it, you've got the basic uh, uh foundation of strength and flexibility so you're not sore from it all the time same thing with running once you you'll you'll find out that if once you get beyond the first two miles that after that there's there's a rhythm it's still hard but there's like a rhythm and you don't get as sore and suddenly five miles is not a big deal that you get to the point where it's it's actually in there's an enjoyment part to it and that's the same same thing with yoga i can see it in terms of uh real or um recovery, relaxation, that kind of thing, you're not going to get that right away. So don't like go into and download one of these things or go to do yoga with me.com and do yoga and then be like, man, I'm really sore. I'm not recovering from this and then quit doing it. There's, you're going to have to take, it's going to be a few months for you to get over the hurdle of, okay, this is getting me back to my baseline of flexibility and strength. And it's adding a lot of things that I haven't done before. Uh, to get to the point where, okay, now that, that 15 minute yoga class that was supposed to be this, it says relaxation, but you're going to, it's going to be a process of getting to that point where it's actually relaxation and restorative and recovery for you. So in the beginning, don't, yeah, you got to set your expectation. That's the big thing with yoga. And I just realized that this is a lot of things I've learned is you need to set your expectations. (laughs) And until you do that, uh, you, are either going to have a really good time or a really bad time. Right. And, I, you know, I think that for a long time I didn't do yoga because, again, we only have so much time 
and that's not wasn't on my priority until I started having you know a few like the hip and in, not injury but whatever it was hip issue. Um, I didn't have a need for it, I guess. And so for me, if I'm going to spend ex- ten extra minutes on my bike or ten minutes doing yoga, I'm going to spend that on my bike. But now that I've gotten past that <laughs> yeah. hurdle, the mental hurdle, and also, like you said, you get to a point where you actually, like your body starts craving things that you make it do, right? When you start putting these mm-hmm. into your life, your body kind of needs them, enjoys them, and, and feels good. Um, and so now, like I would I would cut my ride probably 10 minutes short and do yoga um, because it, yeah. it does. And I would have, gosh, two years ago, I'd have been like, whatever. That sounds like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, honestly, it, t- it was a big hurdle for me to want to spend any of my time doing something like yeah that. and now you know but, but and i'll tell you what makes a big difference too like not yeah and and doing five or ten minutes is well worth your time yeah and it don't think that it, it does do good in that much mm-hmm. time yeah. right it's yeah, hard okay. to wrap your head around it's hard to wrap your head around the the fact that you're used to like getting yourself ready and going out for a ride for an hour like that's a thing right you change your clothes you do all this right. stuff it's hard to wrap your head around doing things for much shorter periods of time. So whether it's yoga, you know, you're used to, well, I have to have a mat and I have to go to class. And I would recommend a mat, by the way, because doing it on the carpet's impossible. Um, but whether it's, you know, you got to get away from thinking, well, if I'm not going to a class, I'm not doing anything. Or if I'm not going, if I'm not changing into my kit and going for, you know, an hour or two, it's not a ride. Like, it's okay to get on your bike in your regular clothes, put on your shoes, roll up your pants and go out for 30 minutes around your yard or around your, uh, around your yard. Yeah, That's we're what not I all do like now you, with my kids. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But there's a hill right yeah, down the road, yeah. right down the street too. Like you just go down there. But my point is with the yoga is it's, it's okay to like do them in your regular clothes for 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, and in my mind, like so. it used to be, if my heart rate wasn't up, this is a waste of time. And and it wasn't like I'm counting my heart rate or something. You know, it wasn't like I was monitoring it. But just kind of I'm a cardio junkie compared to just because those are the sports I love, you know, the running and the biking mm-hmm. and the skiing or whatever. Um, so to me, if I wasn't doing something where I was sweating and I was working hard, then it was equivalent to a waste of time. Like I might as well do work, you know, or something. Yep. So um, getting over that yep. mental hurdle. But man, has that been a big deal for me and. So sometimes I've got studies and sometimes I don't. And that's okay because, again, like studies, studies are great, but they've got their limits. Yoga's all, yoga doesn't have studies. It's all woo-woo science. <laughs> that's right. I, yeah. All right. Okay. So the last thing I'll touch on, and I've touched on this one before, is the peppermint oil. And um, again, I'm not like here to push all these no, More woo-woo science. More woo-woo science. No, there, there are plenty of studies on this one, actually. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah. So peppermint is... Um, you know, essential oil that it can molecularly get through your skin. But what it does is one, it's just an anti-pain medication at the skin level, but also it's a, um, a vasodilator. So it improves blood flow wherever you put it. So the places I've used this in soreness is just, if I have a, a really, and you know, to be honest, this has been occurring over about two and a half months. So, um, I'm kind of on the other side of it. I don't get quite as sore anymore. Um, but when I was just feeling thrashed, this would definitely help me. Um, just, you know, I use something called um, doTERRA deep blue rub, but there's other ones too. I think Tiger Balm uses peppermint oil and a few others. Um, but this would just take the edge off um, 
and help. But the other thing is that for anyone who is injured or going through, through PT, one of the things that was hardest for me was when I was first getting my flexion back and getting my knee to bend. Um, and we had to break through scar tissue. If you've ever had to break through scar tissue, it's it's not pleasant. So I'd basically lay there and <laughs> I would use like my Bradley method from childbirth, you know, mind over body sort of things, so, like go into my <laughs> yeah. place. Like really, it, it was that painful when, um, and she would be pushing on my leg to get it to push past where we had been before as far as flexion. And, you know, I'm like breathing through it with tears in my eyes. And um, from what I've heard, you know, there are people who like the that inhibits their 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 healing they they can't do it because the pain like they have to stop and one thing i used was just to take the edge off is i used peppermint oil and it would just kind of take that edge off of the pain um and i'd put that on my knee before we would do this and then i would use the bradley method <laughs> so anyway um that has helped and it's helped with soreness and a lot of my clients have used it too you know for things like if you're ever biking a multi-day tour and you need like recovery and it makes a difference that next day, that's a good place for it. Or just in general, if you've got an injury or, or just recovering, um, that's another thing. So to recap, the things we talked about for soreness, pain relief, and getting ripped is um, turmeric and ginger instead of um, ibuprofen or NSAIDs. L-glutamine, for sure that one helps with the recovery and getting ripped part, but also with the soreness. Um uh, whether or not to use hot and cold showers, I'm or cold showers, I said, or ice immersion. I'm on the fence, like I said. Um, we talked, um, Ben and I talked beforehand about, I don't know if anyone out there listens to Ben Greenfield or looks at his stuff, but he's been one of the big proponents for just um, cold baths and showers and immersion in general. And there's a lot of good reasons. Like there's a lot of good studies that show an increase in brown fat, and all these different things, um, increase in mitochondria activity in the cells and, you know, fat burning. And, um, I don't know, there's, there's a ton, there's a whole science to cold therapy. Um, but for this particular thing, I'm going to be on the fence. I don't know if it's worth it to me to possibly attenuate my muscle growth and adaptation, um, just to be less sore when I've got all these other things to help. Um, then we talked about foam rolling and massage and getting a good foam roller that has all these divots that really kills your legs. Um, and yoga and peppermint oil. So yeah, if anyone else has anything out there that they use that they love, that they think that they want us to investigate whether or not it um, attenuates actual muscle growth, then I'm I'm up for it. And um, this has been really interesting to me. I think also just as, you know, with aging and being an aging athlete or whatever that way, you know, always trying to keep my, my muscles and my joints feeling good is um, important to me too. So yeah. So that is. Can you imagine if people were talking about this kind of stuff and like just aging and like keeping their joints going like 35, 40 years ago? We'd have a much different healthcare system at this point. Yeah. It would look much different. Yeah. Our aging population that right now would be much, I think, would be a, a much different landscape. Yeah. You know, and Ben and I. We'll see. I'm interested. Not that I want to get old quickly, but I'm interested <laughs> to see what we will look like, what our generation. That will look like in 30 years. Yeah. You know, the people who were talking about it were the yogis. <laughs> and the, um, I took a, I accidentally took a Tai Chi um, class when I was in college. I thought it was like Taekwondo, but it was Tai Chi. <laughs> so, right, so they're like, okay, you know, do this pose and do that pose. But it turned out to be excellent. And one of the things, two of the things I learned. And, you know, we've talked about this, Ben, last time after the show and um, something for listeners to look forward to, I hope, is I want to go from head to toe body wise 
like what we can do to stay our healthiest as athletes head to toe, starting with our brains and our teeth and our, you know, skin and all these things. Um, but the spine, what I, something I learned in Tai Chi was that naturally year by year, as we age, our spine just gets more stiff, right? So if you don't proactively do things where you, you know, you stick your arms out on both sides of you, you hold them out and then you see how far around you can twist your spine to both sides and you push that. If you don't proactively do things like that to keep your spine flexible, whether it's that or yoga or Tai Chi, whatever it is, it will become more stiff. And obviously this is so apparent when you look at someone who is, you know, in their eighties and their spine is hunched and stiff and they can't turn around. I mean, what is the difference if you proactively every year do that? Another thing I want to talk about at some point is that our arteries, the flexibility of our arteries is actually apparent by the flexibility of our bodies. There's a connection there. So doing things like yoga and keeping... That's definitely woo-woo science. No, it's not. I'm telling you, it's not woo-woo science at all. (laughs) I will... will. No, what I'm saying is we can come up with science, with all that kind of stuff, we can come up with the scientific reasoning for things. But the connection that's there, we'll never be able to explain. Oh, I will find this. By that. By the time we do that show. If you can explain the mind-body connection, then you win. Okay, I win. You win. You win. <laughs> anyway. If you, can, if you can put that, you will get a Nobel Prize. Oh, my in, gosh. Uh, yeah. Like the, the Ben Wellnack Nobel Prize. What have, we got some prize before. Yes. What was that? Dickie, some guy gave me a half prize. <laughs> 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 we could link to that. Seal of too. approval. Yeah, the seal of yeah. approval. Um, no, but fl- artery flexibility is super important for blood pressure. So we are going to we're going to talk about it. Hopefully, everyone's excited. Cool, cool. I am. Yeah. Okay. All right, listeners. So that'll do it for this episode. If you have any questions, comments, whatever, for me, it's Ben at MountainBikeRadio.com. For Kelly, it's K E L L I at, at ApexNutrition.com. <laughs> Exactly. Another one of the websites, yeah, man, websites. Oh, man. No, Apex Nutrition, yep. LLC.com. Yep. And uh, that'll do it. Check out the show notes for the last couple episodes because those were really good, especially the one that changed Kelly's <laughs> life. And uh, that'll do it. So thank you for listening. And that does it for another episode of the Apex Nutrition Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>